0: Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your
1: Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Back to our player profile editions of the HHC. Today, we're taking a closer look at the season for Hornets center Nick Richards, year two here in City. will go through his entire sophomore season. Also, we'll look towards the future for Nick, and we will, of course, have our conversation with the man himself. Nick Richard sits down with me in just a moment, but first, to help break down his second season here with the Hornets, he's my producer on the Hornets Radio Network, as well as the producer of this fine podcast, Rob Longo, back with us here on today's edition of the HHC. And Rob, Nick, a much bigger role here in year two, really was hamstrung His rookie season, as all rookies were, with just the nature of a somewhat COVID-impacted season, not somewhat, it was very COVID-impacted, didn't have summer league, didn't have a lot of the normal things rookies would have to ramp up into their initial season in the NBA. Mitch Kupchak, general manager of the Hornets, talked about that often throughout that season. Here, Nick Richards had the benefit of some limited action his rookie season as well as the G League bubble and then a much more normal offseason and summer league and it showed he was able to be productive in the limited opportunities he was given here with the Hornets. Your thoughts on his second season here with Bud City. Really
2: significant jump when you look at the numbers. I mean he played 50 games this year. He had 5 starts last season just 18 games played in total and of course had to go into that G League bubble. Nick with a huge improvement like you mentioned I think he was Definitely the victim of that COVID year, especially because he hasn't been playing organized basketball for a very long time. He just started picking it up as a teenager. So the more development, the more reps you get, the better. But he was good enough to not have to go down to the G League this year, really. I think he went down a couple times just to get some extra practice and didn't play in any games. But he ended up playing in those 50 games here with the big league club. Really good job. Really solid. Really kind of was that linchpin that held everything together in December when a lot of players were out due to health and safety protocols. He had a lot of the younger guys like JT Thor and James Booknight step up during that stretch as well, where he played some pretty heavy minutes. I mean, when you take a look at what Nick Richards did in December, Hornets ended up going 6-7 and in that stretch with, all things considered, was pretty darn good because of how many people were out due to health and safety protocols, but played almost 15 minutes against... Minnesota, which resulted in a win. Played 20 minutes against Philadelphia. That one was a loss, but he had to go toe-to-toe with, you know, an MVP candidate and Joel Embiid on back-to-back nights, nonetheless. And he logged double digits in both of those games. Then you got some other games, like that Houston win, where he played 16 minutes. You know, they lost against Phoenix, but he was still able to log 15 minutes there. 13-minute performance against Indiana, which resulted in a win on the road. So, you know, he was pretty consistent all things considered, because it's really tough to just kind of come off the bench and try to go toe-to-toe with some of these big men that are so elite in the NBA, and he was able to do a pretty good job at it.
1: Yeah, that stretch where he went toe-to-toe with Joel Embiid in early December. I think Mason Plumlee was on health and safety protocols. Something was going on at the time. That's a tough assignment. Arguably the best player in the NBA when healthy. He was an MVP candidate for sure. And Nick Richards had some good production there. He was a minus in the plus minus against Embiid in particular. But one game, 5-for-5 from the field, had his career high of 12 points in one of those matchups at Spectrum Center against Joel Embiid. Overall, after very limited time, mostly in what you would call garbage time, his rookie season never played more than nine minutes a game, so most of the time he was just coming in for the stretch run of contest. This most recent season, five starts, he played nine plus minutes 17 times, which is an indicator to me that he wasn't just in there because... One team was up or down by 25. It was because he was an honest part of the rotation in those games. In those contests, Hornets go 7-10 and 10 when he plays 9 or more minutes. 1-4 and four in his starts, and again, two of those are against the Philadelphia 76ers with Joel Embiid. But a good sign for me, he was even or a positive in the plus-minus 8 of those 17 games. He shot 67% from the field in those games. So we started to see some production from Nick Richards and some serious signs that in the future, if he's given this rule, again, he can provide some additional firepower at the center position when the Hornets go up against a team that has an elite center or plays just more minutes of their center position.
2: Yeah, and that's the other thing too, is he was really in a logjam here this season with the likes of Mason Plumlee, and then of course the addition of Montrez Harrell, and then P.J. Washington even at the stretch five at times, so that was kind of a little bit of an interesting wrinkle that he was still, despite all of that, was still able to find the floor 50 times and get those five starts like we talked about when a lot of the roster was hampered by health and safety protocols. So, you know, obviously we don't know what's going to happen with Montrezl Harrell moving forward. He's still that free agent. Don't know if he's going to come back. Of course, there's a lot of things that, that could be a factor in that aspect as well. But the thing with Nick was, I mean, he showed that he belongs here. I mean, there was a lot of young talent at the five position. There still is, of course, with the draft acquisition of Kai Jones as well. But, you know, when it was all said and done, Vernon Carey was the odd man out. He got packaged with Smith to Washington for Montrezl Harrell. So, you know, there's definitely that factor that Nick showed that he proved that he belongs here. Mitch Kupchak likes him. Mitch is going to be one of the people that knows about elite centers and elite big men more than almost anybody else in the game of basketball considering his pedigree.
1: So, you know, he sees a lot of potential in Nick Richards. We'll see what happens moving forward. There are just so many unknowns in terms of how this roster is going to be constructed, what the new head coach will want to do in terms of a center rotation. And also the biggest unknown when it comes to Nick is what Nick looks like when he comes back. We can always predict. Project what we think players are going to do but Nick Richards proved year two from year one that he is capable of making big jumps in terms of his own personal level of play and if he continues to do that he can demand in a manner of speaking minutes for himself so we will see what the future holds we'll talk a little bit about what we think might happen for him but coming up next we're going to hear from the man himself Nick Richards sat down with me and we'll have that conversation for you coming up next here on the Hornets Hivecast.
3: I'm not anti aging, I'm pro looking my best. Getting cosmetic surgery at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates has me looking young again and filled with the confidence I need to take on the day. From Botox to rhinoplasty to facelifts, Senta offers facial plastic surgery from specially trained eye and ENT doctors who are familiar with how all parts of the face work. Feel like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. It just makes sense. Let's welcome Nick Richards
1: back to the Hornets Tivecast. Nick, thanks so much for joining us.
3: Appreciate y'all,
1: Nick. How would you describe, in your own words, the Hornets' twenty-one twenty-two
3: season? Progress. Last year we won thirty-three games. This year we won forty-three games, and I'll just also attest to that the East has gotten so much better because last year we were what well, we were what, like a we were eight seed last year.
1: In terms of where the team had been before it dropped off, yeah, it had been a top-six team, and this season too, before the drop-off in February,
3: yeah, so. I feel like, you know, we just had a little bit of adversity towards the end. Couldn't get over the hump, but I'd definitely say the word is progress.
1: In terms of handling injuries, obviously there was a lot of growth this season in terms of finding ways to win without Gordon Hayward after that injury, something that didn't take place the year before. But having that growth now and, and knowing the team will be your year older, more experienced, how confident are you that they can avoid, you can avoid those long droughts that put the team in a, in a bad spot the last two seasons?
3: I feel like, you know, we just got to take whatever actions that we can to avoid it. All the injuries that happen happened to us, you know, it's out of our control. Um, you know, guys getting COVID, you can't control that. A guy landing on, on somebody's foot can't control that. So, you know, guys getting sick, having the flu. Me and PJ, we both had the flu at the beginning of the season. Can't really control that. So, it's just one of those things. You know, it just just shows that how good of a team that we are. You know, guys are were ready to step up when guys were sidelined. So, I felt like it was a. It was a good showing for us.
1: You individually, you stepped up into a role. Definitely had a bigger part to play this season with the Hornets. In terms of your individual growth, how do you feel about this year?
3: I felt like I took steps in the right direction to, you know, my goals, to the player that I can be. It was good at the beginning of the season when I was getting rotation minutes. Uh, Towards the end, you know, it was like, okay, we were losing a couple games. Like, I don't know what it was, like 10 out of 12. So, you know, our team is, you know, we just bounced back from it. You know, most teams, you know, once they lose 10 out of 12, they're like, oh, our season's over. We can't recover from this. It's over. Might as well just pack it in. And uh, I think that we put our head down and just kept on moving forward.
1: Looking ahead to the future, the team won, as you mentioned, 33 games. Your rookie year, 43 games now. It's been 20 years since there have been back to back winning seasons in Charlotte. How confident are you? Not only to end that slump of a streak, but also continue to ascend and go beyond 43 to, I mean, 53 would be a nice number. But, I, you know, if you want to win 58, I'm not going to hold, it, hold you back or anything.
3: I think that we could do it. We have the players to do it. Our chemistry is getting better every single year. The guys know what each other likes to do. I think that, you know, it's, a, it's just a way for us to, you know, show that we're getting better every single year. I think that we're definitely capable of winning more games.
1: To help you get there, what's the game that you'll look back on from this past season, either for yourself individually or the team collectively, that will be the example, either this is a game where you yourself or the team collectively performed really well and we want to replicate that 82 times next year, or this was a game that is going to be the fuel for your fire to make you work that much
3: harder for next season. Definitely this last game. As you can see last year, we lost to Indiana pretty badly in the playing tournament, and I felt like that's what actually made our team so much better this season. I feel like we are we're gonna get we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. That's all I had to say. We're gonna get there.
1: You managed to beat Indiana four times this year. If you want to do that to Atlanta next season, I don't think anyone in Charlotte would mind.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't mind that either.
1: Last but not least, what is your poster moment of this past season? What is the play that will live in your mind forever that was either the top play for you or the team
3: from this past season? Definitely Boston. I think I got a block and then it led to Miles. It looked like I passed the ball to Miles when I blocked it, but I just blocked the ball and it just ended up in Miles' hands and then it led to a dunk on the other end. So I think that's probably a big highlight for me for the season.
1: Stops at the three-point arc, gives it off to Jabari Parker. He cuts inside, goes up with the right hand and swatted away by Richards to Miles Bridges. Here he goes, flies in, two-handed jam, a Dr. Pepper dunk to give the Hornets a five-point spread. I think it's revealing that you brought up a defensive play. Most people bring up offensive plays.
3: I mean, it led to an offensive play for somebody else.
1: It certainly did, but that's one area We've seen a lot of growth, in, for sure, in your game and what you're contributing, and we're looking forward to seeing more. Nick, thanks so much for your time today
0: and all season long. Have a great off season. We'll see you next season.
3: Appreciate that.
0: Hornets fans, it's time to get some new gear. The best selection of new and classic Hornets apparel is at the Hornets Fan Shop, now with new extended hours. Stop by Spectrum Center Wednesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. to pick up the latest in jerseys, Jordans, and more or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 with just a click of a button at HornetsFanshop.com. An easy trip on the light rail, you'll be sure to find something for everyone at the Hornets Fan Shop.
1: Our thanks again to Nick Richards for joining us here today on the Hornets Hivecast. Sam Farmer, Rob Longo back with you here on the HHC. Rob, one thing that stuck with me from that conversation with Nick, his desire to contribute to a deep playoff run. Obviously, that's a goal for most people. I think he understands what his role is likely to be with this team. Clearly, he could make a big jump this offseason. We would love nothing more than for him to make it and become a very good starting center in the NBA, but I think he has an understanding of the concept that his role might be to be a backup and what that might look like. And the, the player that comes to mind from this most recent season that he could emerge into the role is someone he's very familiar with and that's Bismack Biombo. We saw Bismarck go to Phoenix later in the season. He didn't start the year with the Suns. But by season's end, he was a contributing role player for a team that made a deep playoff run. And he wasn't doing it as the starting center. He didn't necessarily have to play in every game. But when injuries or ailments took DeAndre Eight and out of the rotation for a little while, Bismarck was able to step in either as a starter or a contributor. In the playoffs, late in the playoff run for the Suns, Biz was making contributions, and I think Nick Richards could become that for the Hornets. Hopefully it similarly happens for a team that is in first place in the standings for the Eastern Conference in the Hornets' case and is making it at least through a round of the playoffs, hopefully even more. But I think Nick Richards could hold down that kind of role And obviously roster construction is going to come into this. What does the starting role look like for the Hornets at the center position? What kind of jumps does Kai Jones make? Do the Hornets use more draft capital? Do they bring in another? There's a lot to be deciphered. But if Nick Richards is on this roster, I think he can be a contributor in some way, shape, or form on the floor. And that's something we always talk about from year to year is, you know, you're going to have probably
2: a third of your roster turnover from season to season. That's just the nature of the NBA. So like I mentioned in our first segment, Mitch Kupchak apparently really likes him. I mean, he showed the potential and I see why Mitch would like him because he was able to contribute when he had the opportunity. Again, he was just kind of the odd man out this season in a couple of instances where you know, you had Mason Plumlee, you had P.J. Washington as a stretch five. And then, of course, the addition of Montrez Harrell, you know, that's a logjam. There's not really anything that Nick could do about that. So maybe moving forward this season, maybe he makes that next jump. Maybe he ends up being kind of like a Jalen McDaniels. We saw Jalen this past season in a sense where we thought he was going to maybe be the odd man out. But he just played so well in the preseason and had such a good training camp that he forced the coaching staff's hand. And he had to get minutes and he ended up being a big factor. We didn't know if those minutes were going to go to Jalen. Jalen or James Booknight or somebody else, but Jalen ended up winning that competition and was a factor out there on the floor. Nick Richards could maybe be the same here moving forward. Again, it all depends on stuff like Montrez Harold. Does he come back? You have Mason Plumlee, of course, in the fold. How big of a jump does Kai Jones make? There's a lot of factors in here at play, but we saw that the potential is there for Nick. Again, a guy that hasn't really played a whole lot of organized basketball did play a couple more years at Kentucky, of course, under Coach Cow. So that certainly helped. And again, just kind of goes back to that COVID year. I just feel so bad because hindsight's always 2020, but you just kind of think about what could have been with that development. Maybe he's already at that next step that we're talking about this season. Who knows? But the potential is there. It just maybe comes down to reps and seeing what happens in the offseason and going into training camp
1: and seeing where he fits in a new system under a new coach. And in addition to what kind of chump Nick makes in relation to what jumps other players on the rosters make or who else is on the roster, I think Nick's minutes and his role on the team, as much as any player really, could be impacted by who the next coach is. It was pretty clear that under the previous staff, there was a lot of affinity for a small ball five lineup, or at least for one to be out there on the floor a lot. So that instantly puts P.J. Washington at center minutes more at the expense of a Nick Richards or anyone else who might be the backup center. We don't know what the philosophy of the next coach is. It could very well be to continue with that small ball lineup for large stretches of games, but if they're looking for someone who more fits the mold of a traditional center, that more resembles Nick Richards. So that could, as much as anything, mean more minutes for Nick. Overall, though, the the best way for him to get more minutes is to keep doing what he's doing, and that is to improve. He did that from year one, a very impacted year due to COVID. That hurt him and the entire rookie class that season across the NBA from getting a normal offseason summer league all the things that help get you prepared for your first NBA season and despite all that Nick Richards was able to make the jump so that in year two he was better prepared and now we expect him to be even more prepared for year three and we look forward to seeing what he can do and can contribute to this Hornets team. All right that's going to do it for this edition of the HHC. Of course we are always on coach watch so the second we get a word on where the Hornets are going to go we will immediately deviate from our intended plan and bring you the latest on the Hornets coaching search and or hire, whatever transpires over the coming days but if There's no other breaking news. We do anticipate our next player profile being of Hornets All-Star LaMelo Ball. That is in the on-deck circle. So we'll see if we have any deviations from our intended schedule. But if we don't, I know you'll want to hear this one. We'll hear from LaMelo Ball, and we'll be talking about the Hornets All-Star in our next edition. Till then, Rob Longo, thank you as always for joining me here on the HHC. Happy to be back. It feels weird only being on here once every so many weeks or so. Enjoy the vacation while you can. As soon as the season comes up, you're chained to the desk. You'll be on every day. Sounds about right. (laughs) Thanks to Rob. Thanks to all of you for tuning in as well. For everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast.